0: stand with me. Some of you will probably enjoy looking at the screen behind me or the screen across from me. Some of you still want to look down in your Bible. Look down in your Bible. Some of you might have your phones or your iPad or whatever electronic device you have. Use it if the scripture is on it. But let's get into the word of the Lord today. Amen. Again, it's a joy to be here. Joy to be with you. Amen. We thank God for what he's doing in this hour uh, we had a great service last week, and God just really moved powerfully and blessed us. Thank God again for Brother and Sister Weber. And then Thursday night, um, I believe many of you missed out on the young man, Brother Isaiah Hasker, uh, taught our Bible study. And um, I was here for a little bit before I went over to preach at Rehoboth, um, but I heard he did a fantastic job. And while I was here, I was just intrigued, and um, it was great uh, job of him uh, ministering the Word of God. I appreciate all of you this morning that has been a part of our service from the very uh, beginning. Um, Those that came and and just prayed uh, pre-prayer, I appreciate you. Those of you that read scriptures and those of you that prayed, led us in prayer. Uh, Those that uh, received the offering, those that encouraged. uh, I appreciate every one of you, our Sunday school teachers. Thank you so much for all that you're doing for the kingdom of God. Amen. The Bible says only what we do for Christ will last. And I, I really, the more I live, I understand that because everything will be forgotten at some point in time and everything at some point when you look back will just seem so meaningless. But if you did it for Christ and if you followed what Christ said to do, you will realize that it will last forever. Uh, the Bible says heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. So if we're doing what Christ said do, we're doing it according to his word. And if his word can't pass away, then your actions, according to his word, never pass away. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So we're here today and we're going to get into the word, hear what the spirit is saying unto our hearts, and then we'll see what the Lord wants to do here today. Acts chapter 8, verse number 12. Acts chapter 8, verse number 12. Amen. We have a lot of reading to do today. And um, I would like for you to follow with me as we read through. Um, There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack this morning in the message of the Lord. Um, But hopefully you will receive something that will really help you. Acts chapter 8 verse number 12 says, but when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men And women. Then Simon himself believed also, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip, and wondered, beholding the miracles and the signs which were done. Now, when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he, talking about the Holy Ghost, it's a he, the Holy Ghost is not a thing, it's not an it. The Holy Ghost is the Spirit of God, so it's he. For as, he as, as, for as yet he was not fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus then laid their hands on them and, uh, and and they received the Holy Ghost. How do we know they received the Holy Ghost? They didn't say they spoke in tongues, but how did they know? Verse 18. And when Simon saw. That they threw land on the. Of the apostles hand the holy ghost was given he offered them money what is the point the point is you can see when somebody received the holy ghost you can hear when somebody received the holy ghost don't let anybody tell you and don't you tell yourself i just know i have it because i feel it can you see feelings (laughs) just always challenge yourself to do according to the Word of God and not settle in your mind what you feel. Your feelings will lead you wrong. Your feelings can take you in the wrong direction. So sometimes we can feel certain things, but when you feel it, go to the Scriptures and say, but what does the Scripture say? So if I feel like I have the Holy Spirit, but but no one saw or heard that I had the Holy Spirit, then I'm going to say, God, I feel like I have it, but until somebody hear it and until... They see it, then you got to show me. And it's okay to do that. It's okay to do that. You know, as you remember as children growing up, when you saw other children with things, you wanted to make sure that, you know, you saw them with stuff. You go and tell your parents you want that stuff like, you, you know, your neighbor. And so you know it because you saw it. And so you want to have the Holy Spirit like the people in the Bible. I don't want to have the Holy Spirit the way I think I should have the Holy Spirit. I want to have the Holy Spirit like it was first shown in the Bible. I want it that way. Acts chapter 8 verse 26. The word of the Lord says, "And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip. Here is Philip again, saying, Arise, and go towards the south into the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert." And he arose and went and behold, a man of Ethiopia an eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship. They went to Jerusalem to worship, just like we come here to worship. Follow the scripture now. Was returning from worshiping. And sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. Talking about Isaiah. Then the spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read or read the prophet Isaiah and said, This is Philip talking to him. Understandest thou what you readest? And he said... How can I except some man should guide me? Now, understanding this eunuch had some authority. He was right under the queen. And he was humble enough to say, I'm reading it, but I'm not getting it. When are we as grown-ups, mature church people, going to get into the word of God and say, I've been reading this, but I'm just not getting it? I need somebody. To explain it to me. He says. How can I. Except some man guide me. And he desired Philip. That he would come up. And sit with him. The place of the scripture. Which he read was this. He was led as a sheep. To the slaughter. And like a lamb dumb before his sharer. So open he not. His mouth. In his humiliation. His judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh this prophet? Of himself or of some other man? Verse 35. Then Peter opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him, Jesus. In the book of Isaiah, he's reading Isaiah. And the man of God pulled up next to him, heard him reading. The the, the, the eunuch said, I don't know what this is really saying. Who is this talking about? Jesus. And as they went on their way. They came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, see here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? This is amazing. He preached Jesus. He didn't preach baptism. (laughs) He preached to him Jesus. So how do you preach Jesus to him? And this dude say, I need to be baptized. I see some water over there. Verse 37 And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch. And he baptized him. Jesus. Your word is amazing and incredible. It is living. And, oh, God, we are in awe of it. We call upon your name now, Lord God, for this portion of our service, that you will have preeminence, that your power will be unleashed, and that, God, every person in this room that have a desire, oh, God, for you to work in their life, that you will work in their life. That we will not walk away from this service today, Lord God, like any other time. But Lord, that you will do something. You know the need of each and every one of us. Lord, uh, you love us. You died for us. You gave your life for us, Lord God. I pray that somebody will be awakened and stirred enough today. Oh God, that they will say, Jesus, uh, Ah, will you save me? Jesus, uh, uh, will you work in my life that I can truly walk before you and know that I'm living a life that is pleasing? Unto you. Uh, will you have your way today? Uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, oh, we thank you today. In Jesus' name. Somebody say, In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. We have for you on sale today beef patties and coca bread after church. So you have some food for your body when you're done getting this food for your soul. Uh, hallelujah. And so I entitle this message today simply. I believe, I believe. tell your neighbor, elbow your neighbor, I believe they know if you really believe <laughs> we're going to get into that. we're going to get into that. you told your neighbor you believe Let, let's let's work with this today and see if you really and truly believe. I thought the title of today's message was appropriately titled. I believe it was belief that caused so many brave men and women to pay the ultimate price of giving their life to serve and protect men and women of this great country. And so tomorrow, I don't know how you go about your Labor Day deal, your uh, Memorial Day deal, but Take a moment to realize why we have Memorial Day, and that is because men and women of God signed up to say, I will give my life if I have to, to defend, to protect, and to serve the people of this great nation. And that's why we have Memorial Day tomorrow. um, In the morning, probably about 9 a.m., 10 a.m., I'll um, go out front um, with all the firemen here and some of the uh, retired firemen, and we normally have a short service, um, a memorial day service, just remembering all the fallen um, servants, uh, public servants, whether they be firemen or uh, policemen or um, those that are in armed services, and so we remember them. So while it's a day off from work for most of us, um, we're not, um, you know, we're not celebrating uh, Memorial Day. We're honoring. And remembering those that have given their life so today we still have this great life that we have. And so it's because of belief why they were able to just sacrifice the ultimate sacrifice that they made so we today are here. Uh, There are places in our world today that we couldn't be openly discussing the word of God. And so we are privileged and we are blessed in this great country to be able to openly um, read the Word of God, worship the Lord. And so we thank God and we honor those that gave their life for this. One of the many abilities or ability God blessed us with is the ability to believe. Uh huh. Uh huh. We. Can believe whatever we want to believe. That, that, that's why belief is just amazing. It's, it's a wonderful thing. We can believe whatever we want to believe. We can believe truth and we can also believe lie. Nevertheless, we are believing. Whatever you choose to believe is up to you. Whatever you choose to believe is up to you. Many of us tend to believe the things that we think benefits us or things that supports our ideology. This is why we can have so many different religions and we can have people that's supposed to be this the, the, a part of the true church of the living God but have different ideology because we will believe what we choose to believe and we will grab a hold to still believe our own ideology that fits in with how we are. That's a big challenge. To live for God and realize that I don't want to have my own ideology because that could deceive me. Uh, I, I don't want to live for God only believing what I want. But I want to believe what thus saith. What do you believe? Or should I say, who Do you believe in verse 13 in Acts chapter eight that we read earlier? The scripture says, then Simon himself also believed. Hmm. Help me, Jesus. As you read more into the text or read more of the text, you will see that that man, Simon, was a sorcerer. He, 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 he was a witch. He did sorcery and witchcraft. And he tricked all the people during that day in that area. And they thought he was some great man of God. He was exercising witchcraft among them. And so they thought Simon is the man. And so the scripture says Simon also believed what Peter, I'm sorry, what uh, uh, Philip was preaching. He bewitched the people in Samaria, giving out himself as some great one. This text revealed to us that everyone has the capacity to believe. Even Simon, who believed in witchcraft, believed in Jesus. You've got to realize the witches know who Jesus is because they're operating under the influence of demons evil spirits and you read in the scripture when Jesus came on the scene the, the, the evil spirits demonic force begin to say oh Jesus have you come to torment us before our time spirits evil spirits know who Jesus is. <laughs> And so even they have enough, oh God help me in here today, if the demons know to bow and confess, if the demons understand who the King of Kings is, if the demons know that Jesus is all powerful and mighty and He's God all manifested in this world, and they cry out, and they bow, and they worship. What should we do who are not demons? What should we do who are the children of the Most High God? What should we do who was formed and fashioned to be like Him? What should we do if demons tremble and demons bow? What should we do? Man, God. They see him coming, and they take cover. They see him coming, and they're begging. Can you not torment us right now? I, I thought you were going to torment us at the end. That's what they were really saying. I thought you were going to torment us when, when you finally judge this world. Are you tormenting us now, Lord? Jesus. Uh-huh. And so demons know who the king of kings is. Really is. But anyone can believe if they want. The point of what why I'm mentioning that is demons believe in Jesus. And so we can believe if we want, or believe not. Let me tell you something. In chapter 7 of Acts, if you go and you read Acts chapter 7, the entire chapter, it's very interesting. And you will see Stephen was stoned. When you go through, when you read all the way through the end, Stephen was stoned. But Stephen was stoned because he began to tell them about the Word of God. He began to break down from from Abraham and Moses. He was bringing the the teaching all the way from way back then to bring it all to Jesus. That's what he was describing. If If you get a chance, it's a long chapter. Read Acts chapter 7, the entire chapter. And you will see Stephen began to speak to the people about who Jesus is. But he didn't just start and just start telling them who Jesus was. He, he went all the way back from Abraham. And he started describing who Jesus is. Working his way through the scripture to bring it all the way to where he was at that time. To let them know who Jesus is. And they stoned him. Because towards the end of him teaching and ministering, he said, God Almighty, who was manifested to this world, is Jesus Christ, whom you betrayed and murdered. And so he told them. You betrayed Almighty God. You murdered Almighty God. He wanted to bring them all the way through the text to show them that the one that says, let there be light, the one that breathed into man's nostril and made them a living soul, he wanted to show them that that God is this Jesus that you all crucified. You just couldn't see him back then, but now he has manifested himself so you can see him, and you crucified him. You murdered him. You betrayed him. And when Stephen said that, the Bible says they gnashed on him. They began to bite him and stone him because the truth had came into their heart, into their grill, and now they had to deal with the truth that the Almighty God had manifested himself as a man. And so here today, can I tell you this? I stand here oftentimes, and I say this all the time before the church. I say... Jesus Christ is the almighty God manifest. And there is no two gods. There is no trinity. God is one. And he manifested. He operated spiritually where you could not see him for many years. But finally, when the fullness of time had come, he says, God sent forth his son. So what it means is when the right time came, God said, now it's time for me to step into that world so they can see me. And the only way they could ever see me is by me being there he didn't stop being almighty God when he came into this world as a man he was still God almighty while he was the man every time I say that when I'm ministering I always feel people push back and while I can't profess to be like Stephen where I feel actual stones And people biting on me. I'm going to tell you though. That people today still. Are having a problem receiving that, embracing that that the almighty God who spoke this world into existence and fashioned man in his image, the almighty God that did that from the beginning, he became a man and he did not cease to still be God and when he walked this earth as a man he was fully man and fully God at the same time there was no God someplace else and he was here in the earth he said in the book of Matthew, he says all power is given unto me, if all power is given unto Jesus, then where is God's power? God can't have no power if Jesus got all the power. I say it all the time because I understand. If you all will get on board with this, I understand the significance to us understanding that Almighty God became a man to save us it is the essential thing of your salvation and if you can't embrace it you will probably not have salvation they bid on Stephen they stoned him because he told them the truth you and I may not get stoned like Stephen but we're going to tell the truth and we're going to suffer some, some some minor persecution for telling the truth yeah We're going to suffer a little bit of minor persecution for telling the truth but you can't stop telling the truth in love in love in love in love as a matter of fact sometimes i wait till the question get asked before i tell the truth in love we got to be patient enough to 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 pray for people and knowing that uh they may not be where they need to be but if i'm praying for them I'm believing God that he will send them to me one day to say, so I was thinking about this and God will give them their answer. They will receive it then. But if you just want to go beat them over the head with your truth, you see, we don't realize sometimes when we go and beat people over the head with the word of God, we just made it about us and not about Jesus. You can't minister to people and make it about you and people can tell right away when it's about you. As a matter of fact, a lot of times people have a problem with you. If, 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 if you find out that they're having a problem with you, it's because you probably didn't represent Jesus like you were supposed to. Because when you when you come to them and you bring it like it's Jesus, they have a whole lot better attitude and they, they receive a lot better than if you're trying to flex your spiritual muscles. Simon believed. And he was a sorcerer. Simon believed and he worked witchcraft. So we know that since Simon believed, any one of us can believe. Mm -hmm. But here is the issue with Simon and could be the issue with some of us. Simon believed for the wrong reason. I'm going to help you this morning. I, get, I like to get in the word of God. Because Simon was a sorcerer, a witch, working witchcraft. It tells you he likes power. He, he, he likes to have control over people. He, he likes to just, 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 just let people come to him and he looked like the big man on campus. The, the the town Samaria had deemed Simon uh this great power of God, so he was wearing this title around town like he's the man. But then God sent one of his men. And what I tell you about demons. <laughs> so when Philip rolled up in Samaria, Simon, who I mean uh yeah, Simon who's been working witchcraft, because he's been working witchcraft by the power of demons, he knew, oh Lord, I'm about to be found out. All how I had the people thinking I'm some great power from God. I'm about to be exposed because the real thing is here. (laughs) When you get Jesus in your life and you really got him, you show up on the scene like the real thing is here. All the other stuff that was going on that's not legit, they know now that the legitimate power of God, right there. So Simon knew. So he started scrambling. He knew it was God. So he wanted to get the real power because he knew his power was fake. He just duped the people. And so he got baptized. People get baptized for the wrong reason. We we do things for the wrong reason. Simon, he he got baptized because his eye was on, I got to still remain. Or or keep my my identity as this great power of God. And so let me figure out what I can do here. Maybe I can get baptized like they got baptized. And maybe I can get this power like they have. And so I still have power among the people. So Simon got baptized. Here's the problem. Baptism is a physical expression. So obedience. So anybody can get baptized, but receiving the Holy Ghost, that come from God. God is in control of that one right there. And so you can get baptized and show, oh, look at me, I'm baptized. Oh, look at me, you know, I'm a man of God. and You go around, you know, look at me. But the real power come by the Spirit of God. And so Simon got baptized because he wanted the spirit of God so he can go around thinking he can just do what the apostles were doing. He thought he can go around casting out demons and, you know, speaking to people that would get blinded and just just exercise the power of God. So he had a plan, he got baptized because he figured that that was part of what you had to do. And he couldn't receive the Holy Ghost. He got stuck. He was so desperate. The Bible says he went to the men of God and said, I'll give you some money, man. Just somehow let me get that power. Go ahead, read your Bible when you get it. Read, read, when you get a chance, go and read Acts chapter eight, the entire chapter from one, uh, from one to I believe 38 or 40, something like that. But go and read it. So when he saw that when the apostles laid hands and the Holy Ghost was now deposited in people, he was like, Oh my goodness, that's the real deal right there. I need to be able to do that. But because his whole belief was all corrupted and not according to the things of God. He couldn't receive the spirit. So he tried to buy the spirit. I never heard anything like that except when I read the Bible. <laughs> He's got to buy the Holy Ghost. My goodness, Lord, what does that mean? And so Simon believed on Jesus because he was attracted to power. You may say you believe this morning, but now I'm gonna challenge you to examine yourself as to why. Are you just believing because you're saying, I just want to go to heaven because this hell thing that I heard about sounds, oh, terrible. And I don't want to go to hell. So I'm believing just because I want to go to heaven and never go to hell. Is that why you believe? Just asking a question. Only you can answer that. But the point is, we all will believe in whatever we want and for whatever reason we want to. Uh huh. This morning in Sunday school, I talked about. Here's something for you that will have you to help you look at why you believe or if you really do believe. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12 that we ought to pre- present our bodies a living sacrifice. Our body a living sacrifice. Our body a living sacrifice. And so I asked the question, what do you think sacrifice means? We had a few answers. But for all of us that kind of always think about that word, we've heard it since we were kids, you got to sacrifice sometimes. And sacrifice usually is all about I have to do without so somebody else can have. Isn't that really the bottom line sacrifice is all about? No? Somebody else got a different sacrifice thing here? So usually when we talk about sacrifice, what we're saying is, I've got to lose something or I've got to do without something in order for somebody. So let's just come right into the house. And so when you have children and you're trying to raise them up, what happens? Can't wear some of the clothes you used to wear. Can't drive some of the cars you want to drive can't buy the house you want to buy you ever notice we start (laughs) let me tell you how backwards and how crazy things are in our life so while we're raising kids we can only do but so much and then finally we start getting older the kids start getting older and we hit that age where all the kids are you know old enough on their own doing their own thing what it means now is we don't have to be shelling out the money we used to shell out for them so we got a little more extra so we probably can afford some things we could not afford before but then you're old now. So what you, you you thought you wanted to enjoy, you're like, eh. You see how life really is? We got to really look at life for what it is. So now you get older, you can get a nicer house probably. You can drive a nicer car. But you get a nicer car and stay in the garage most of the time. Because you don't feel like going to, <laughs> you don't feel like going to, ah. you're picky now where you go. But when you were younger, you wanted to go everywhere. But you couldn't afford that really nice car then to go everywhere because you're taking care of kids. So you sacrificed so your kids can be raised up and go to a nice school and be taken care of. You sacrificed. You did without so they can have. Jesus had to give us some stuff so we can be saved. So when he said present your body a living sacrifice what he's saying is you're going to have to deny yourself some things that you want that you like. (laughs) Unfortunately we're trying to live for God telling God what we will do and what we won't do what we will receive and what we won't receive what we will take or what we will reject and that's the attitude of Simon. You missed it already? That's the attitude of Simon. Simon was, I'm going to get the Holy Ghost, but I'm going to buy it. It's not going to be no laying on the hands. No, 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 no. Won't be no laying on the hands and I'm receiving the Holy Ghost. I've got i got money because I got money. I was stacking while I was bewitching the people. I was making some money. I was stacking. And so now... I got some money, so let me buy the Holy Ghost. That's what some of us do. It might not be like blatant like Simon, but what we're saying when we do whatever we want is, God, I want you, but I want you the way I want. Please don't tell me how I should get you, God. I got to get you the way I want. And God don't operate like that. And you don't want God to operate like that. Listen to me. Can I mess with you, the ladies a little bit? Let me mess with the ladies a little bit because it's going to, I'm just trying to make a point of us as Christians. So, ladies, ladies like to control a lot of things. <laughs> I figure I'll get something out of my brother. They like to control. Victor laughing, but he can't say the same thing I've been saying. Victor laughing, but he won't say one word. I'm not saying anything. All right. You didn't say anything, Victor. It's okay. And so ladies like to control stuff. They just always trying to control stuff, right? Now, brothers, let me tell you this. If you give her what she wants, she will curse you. Because here's the point I'm making. If you do everything she wants, after a while, she's gonna like, you ain't no good. Cause she want a man. She don't want a puppet. She don't even know how it works. So she's trying to control the brother, and if the brother gives in, what happens is, he becomes her puppet. Then she mad cause he her puppet. <laughs> yeah. So don't let her control you cause that's not really what she wants. She don't want a puppet. She want a man. She want a strong man. She want a man that act and know that he got things going on. not to run, you know, take care of the kids and do things. She want a man. She don't want a puppet. Now she act like she want a puppet. Because she's trying to run everything. Do this, do that, do this, do this. So what does that have to do with us and God? God knows that too. And so even though he is. We know that he's God. He's all-powerful. He's not like the woman. He's all-powerful. He knows, please, if I do whatever y'all want, y'all will be so messed up. So I'm not doing what y'all want. That's what makes him God. He's all-knowing. The Bible says he's omniscient. He knows everything. So the bottom line is he don't do everything we say. As a matter of fact, let's be technical. Technical. He only does what his word says. Some of us try to get God to do what we want God to do. And God said, no, what does my word say? Because that's what I'm backing up. Not what you like because you don't even know what you like. Because what you like right now, you won't like next week. I can't tell you, some of you have been through this. I can't tell you how many things growing up in life that I want to do and want to see. And when I finally get to do it and see it, I'm just like, oh, that's it? That's it? Man, I thought I was going to kind of do something different. So we really don't really know what we want. And so we need God. Somebody say, I need God. I, I can't be foolish enough to think I'm bright enough to just only check in with God when I get a little struggle and when something's not working out. That's the only time I'm checking in with God uh, because I know everything uh, and I can do pretty much on my own everything. Uh, I'm only checking in with God uh, when I feel like I'm struggling uh, or when I feel like I can't make it. Uh, but other than that, I'll do whatever I want. We can't do that with God. The step of a good man. Are ordered by the Lord. And so we can't just check in with him when we're struggling. We can't just check in with him when times are hard. We can't just check in with him because I can't figure that out. We're supposed to live our daily life. All the days of our life. Walking in the word and the power of God's might. And not think that we only need to check in every once in a while. Do you believe? And why do you believe? Uh Uh-huh. Uh huh. And so, we have here Simon believing because he had some ultimate or some ulterior motives, I should say. And so, he liked power. Listen for the Holy Ghost while I speak to you. And so, huh, let me tell you this so you don't struggle. The thing that will challenge you the most for you to totally surrender to Jesus is going to be the thing that you're going to have to deal with the most in your life. All right. Let me me work that a little bit. Here is what happens. We come to God and realize that, okay, I need Jesus, and we come to him. And so whether you are self-centered, whether you are egotistical, Whether you are um, power desired, want to be somebody special, whether it's uh, everything is about you, whether it's drinking or smoking, whatever it is that is so close to you that you, as long as you can remember, you've always done that. That's the thing that God is going to deal with first in your life. That's the struggle. Because he loves you so much, he is looking and saying, I know you. I know you before you was even formed in your mother's womb. I know you. I called you. And so I know what you've been through from the day you came out of that womb. I know everything. And so when you come to me, that's the first thing I'm going to deal with. And most of us, that's why we can't deal with God. We walk away from him a lot because the very thing that is closest to us is what we want him to leave. I want to be saved, God, but don't mess with that right there. I want to be saved, God, but but I still like to sip on my drink every once in a while. I like to be saved, God, but I still like to smoke some weed every once in a while. I like to be saved, God, but I still want to run around and play the way whatever I want, Lord. I want to be saved, and we want to be saved, but we still want to hang on to that thing that we've always had with us. And because God loves you so much, he knows if I don't deal with that right away, you won't make it. Yes. And so I'm hearing, I'm hearing from the Holy Ghost today, let you know, don't fight God when he's trying to Deliver you from that thing that you that that may that, that thing that you identify yourself with because you've done it for so long. Stop fighting God about that. God is saying thats yeah, it's me aggravating you. It's me messing with you. It's me giving you a hard time. It's me because I want to get it away and get it out of you so I can do what I need to do in your life. It's God. It's not people. It's not anything else. It's God that's rubbing you and irritating you to get you out of that situation. God help us here today. We like to think that. Oh, I'm just going through a hard time. No. God is working uh, and and aggravating uh, and 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 irritating uh, and causing problems uh, because it's something that you're holding on to. That God says, "If I can just deliver, if I can just get it out of you, if I can just get it free from you, uh, you will be what I call you to be. Uh, you will be that man of God I called you to be. Uh, you will be that woman of God I called you to be. I just got to get it out of you." Oh. Oh, man, I can see the faces. You know what I see when I look at you right now? I see faces of people that is so filled with joy because God is using you at the capacity in which he has called you to be used. I'm looking at your face right now and I'm saying, man, look at him. Look at her, how God is just using him and using her. They had no idea what the potential that is in them that God is Drawing, drawing them to. They had no idea what God wants to do. And how much more pleased you will be in your life. Oh, I see it. I see it. I see some powerful people in here. I see some people that will have the Spirit of God working in their life and God is working through them and they're touching people and healing people and they're touching people and delivering. And I see joy in your face. I see joy. I see you telling somebody about your testimony of how you struggled, of how you got into a jammed up situation. But God finally delivered you and brought you out And now you're living in the joy of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I see it. I see some powerful people in this place. I see some godly people in this place because God is working and God will deliver and do something powerful through you. You haven't seen nothing yet. You haven't seen nothing yet. You can't see it, but I'm seeing it. You can't understand it, but I understand it. God looks at you like you don't look at you. God looks at you and say, Yes, I know I brought you here. I know I was the one who created you. I thought about you before the foundation of the world. You tell that devil... I don't care what you think, devil, about where I am. I know some of you in a situation that's so tough right now, and it don't seem like you can ever get past it. But God want me to tell you, put your eyes on Him. God want me to tell you, no matter how extreme, no matter how hard that situation is, God want me to tell you, you can't see it, but He knows it. All He wants you to do is put your trust in Him. All He wants you to do is put your focus and your attention on Him, because He will get you out And when he gets you out, uh, he's gonna make it seem like you never ever had that problem. uh, You never ever had that situation. Oh, help us Lord. Help us Lord. Oh God, speak to us. Oh, oh God some of you just going to show up and the brightness of the Holy Ghost on your face is going to change somebody's day. You're going to show up and somebody's going to say I've been waiting for somebody to come by that will make my day different and it will be you that will show up and the brightness of the Spirit of God will be up on your face and they're going to see the glow on your face and they're going to be so excited they're going to be so thankful that you showed up and you won't understand what's happening what I'm telling you now is Because God has great plans for you. And God is wanting to take you to a different dimension. And God is wanting to loose you and set you free. And remove those things out of your life that you thought that, oh God, I don't want to let this go. Listen to me. Listen to me. Hear me. Some of the struggles that you will have in your life, I want you to say to yourself, God, is this struggle giving glory to you? Is this struggle helping somebody else to draw closer to you? And if that answer is yes, don't fight God with that struggle. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. If that struggle, if that challenge, is, if that hurt, if, if, if that situation in your life that, that, that's eating away at you, gnawing at you, is, is, is causing people to, 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 to draw nigh unto God and for God to get glory out of your life, leave it alone. On the contrary, if that situation you don't want to let go is hindering God getting glory from your life is hindering other people being touched and saved, then you better get that out of your life. Yes. There are situations that we're trying to hold on. That's how you know if you're supposed to let it go. Who is it benefiting? Whenever you're living your life and what you're holding on to only benefit. You don't know how God works. God is not a selfish God. We can't be godly people and be selfish. And so if the life we're living and the things we're holding on to only benefits us and our immediate circle, it can't be God. If it benefits God and expands God's kingdom, then will it be God. If my life has only affected me, if I'm the only one that's getting satisfaction out of what I'm doing, that's not God. It can't be God. Can you imagine? God blessed me with finances. I'm just walking around saying I'm rich. That ain't God. The devil can bless you with well, I don't know if it's blessing. You can't call it bless. But the devil can give you stuff and you can think it's God. But if you come into some money and all he's doing is ruining you, don't say it's God. Because God is not going to give you something to destroy your soul. So if you're living your life for God and it's only benefiting you and nobody is being affected, not your neighbors, not people you see on the street, not people that you work with, not people you go to school with, if people aren't benefiting from your life, then you got to ask God to help you examine yourself to say, God, what am I holding on to that's hindering me from touching other people's life and from helping you expand in the kingdom? I believe. That's what I'm preaching about today. I believe. Do you believe? Acts chapter 8, verse 36. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And so. We talk about that. The Bible says Philip preached to him Jesus. Somehow in that preaching, the eunuch realized he needed to be baptized. Jesus is our salvation. Jesus is our salvation. No Jesus and no salvation. This is why it's important to know who Jesus is. Because when you understand who Jesus is, you will realize you need to get saved. because you start investigating well who is this jesus how did he get here why is he here what's his purpose investigate him and when you investigate him guess what i need to give my life to god i need to get baptized i need to get my sins washed away i need to get a right relationship with him because you will realize why he came who he is what he has done and that makes you give your life up so i'm probably gonna say a lot of people don't know who jesus is and a lot of people don't want to believe who Jesus is. And so in verse 37, and Philip said, I'm almost done. That's only one, one almost done. I won't say any more till I'm done. And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Hmm verse 38, and he commanded the chariot to stand still and they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. The eunuch got baptized because he received the revelation of who Jesus is. The eunuch got baptized because he received the revelation of who Jesus is and he believed with all his heart. You can receive the understanding, the revelation of who God is, but it's still up to you to believe that. That's where we're struggling. You come to this church and you probably say, he talk about God being one all the time. So you know that if you come here any amount of time, because I don't get past that, because I understand the significance. But now the question is, do you believe that? I can say it all I want. I can read it to you all I want. But the question is, do you believe Jesus is the Son of God? God Almighty. The God of all creation that came into this world so you can see him and not just know about him. You can't believe. With no action. Or I can go this way. Because you believe or don't believe, your action will say what you believe or don't believe. So if I say something to you about the word of God and you do nothing about it, it says you don't believe. if I says something about what the word says and you believe, you will respond to the word. Yeah. It's just that simple. I know that's tough, tough pill to swallow. But I'm here to preach to help you. I'm not here to preach... To 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 make you just stay where you are. I'm here to preach to you to help you because I I got a glimpse this morning of the faces in here how God wants to use you miraculously and so I can't preach what I want. I got to tell you so many times I stand here I want to preach what I know is comfortable for you because I, I I like to make sure people are good. I'm constantly saying you good, you all right, you good. Got a little bit of issue. Uh, cause I was going to try to chill tomorrow and now I feel bad. I said, I'm not going to chill cause I love to make sure people are okay. Can't help myself. I don't know what's wrong with me. I wish I can just fix some things about me, but I can't. I can't serious. I said, I wasn't doing nothing. I'm chilling and I just can't. I can't. Man. I don't know if some people understand this Jesus that we talk about when you live for this, Jesus, you, you lose control, people. I'm telling you, when you really submit to God, you lose control. You have in your mind what you want to do. And when he steps in, you just like, okay, whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. We're all human living in this flesh. But when God wants something from you, You can only do what he wants. If you really believe that is, if you really believe, I'm not talking about any kind of just, you know, religious jargon that we speak or, you know, just. If you really believe when God starts doing stuff. You just said, "Okay, God, whatever it is. Many of us in here today got baptized because we believe with all our heart who Jesus is. When most of you got baptized, you came to the knowledge of understanding who Jesus is and what he had done for you. And you believed that. And that's why you repented of your sins and got baptized in Jesus' name. That's why you did Because you really believed. We pray because we believe. We worship Jesus like we did this morning. We worship the Lord and we pray today because we really believe. We seek to say, I want the Holy Ghost because I believe. We seek to be righteous and to be holy because we believe. We love people because we believe. I believe that you are the children of God. Some of us are living in disobedience. Some of us are living uh, somewhat okay. And others are living in obedience to God. But nevertheless, we're all children of God. So you know what that means? If you belong to God, I can't treat you any kind of way. I believe that. I'm not just thinking that. It's not an intellectual thing for me. If you belong to God, I can't treat you any kind of way. I got to love you. The Bible says, oh, no man, nothing except to love him. I owe you love. I'm commanded to love you. So I can't treat you any kind of way. I believe that. God got this thing wound so tight that the minute I start messing up one thing, I just feel a mess because I realize it's all intertwined and interconnect. because if we believe, it drives our action. When we fall, we get back up because we believe. We believe God is a merciful God. We believe God is a forgiving God. We believe God is a gracious God. And if we believe that, it means, uh, God, I messed up really bad. And you know what I believe? That He's a good God. He's merciful and gracious and loving. uh, And it's not His will uh, that I stay in my mess. Uh, It is not His will uh, that I don't get restored and get back up again. I believe God. And so if I mess up, I believe if I get up and trust God uh, stay i start believing again. I believe uh, he will work his work in my life. Uh, I believe uh, he'll put me in a place uh, where I need to be with him. Uh, I'm not staying down because I believe God don't want me to stay down. I know God don't want me to stay where I am in any mess. He want to raise me up, so I'm getting up. You're the devil. The devil has told some of you, Why bother? Listen to me. Listen to me. The devil has told some of you, why bother? He has made living for God seem impossible to you. And and he made it seem impossible to you so you can say that very statement, why bother? I'm here to tell you. I'm exposing him. God wants you to know he's not that kind of God. God wants you to know He's not that kind of God. And here is how you just check the devil. Huh. The devil did everything he could to get Adam and Eve to sin in the garden, and they did. What he wanted was for God to just reject them, destroy them, and start over. Sorry, devil. Sorry. What you thought would have happened didn't happen. God he made a way for them he shed blood and removed their sins and still kept working with them so I'm here to tell you that voice that you're hearing to say why bother because it's just impossible I'm here to tell you there is nothing too hard for God with God all things are possible yes it's impossible if you try to do it on your own merit yes it's impossible if you think intellectually that you can do it but if you trust it. God, if you believe God, if you say, God, in your word, you said nothing is impossible for you, then I'm getting back up. I'm getting back up. I'm going to walk by faith because nothing is impossible for you, Lord. It may be impossible for me. It may be something that I can't do. But I can do all things through Christ. It's not me, but Christ. It's not me, but it's Christ. Somebody, will will you believe with me here today? Will you believe with me here today? Listen to me. Believe involves commitment. You can't believe without commitment. When you believe that Jesus Christ was God and you repented of your sins and you got baptized, that was a commitment that you were making the word believe in the Bible does not mean an uh, intellectual belief. Uh, it is a commitment, uh, a sacrifice, uh, a laying down of one's life. Uh, when you say you believe something, uh, I told you from the very beginning, uh, the soldiers that defend this country, this firemen and policemen and all that serves uh, to protect our freedom, uh, they get this in their mind uh, that if I die, let me die. Uh, but I'm going to serve my country and I'm going to protect them. Uh, well, Hear me now, Uh, there are people out there that we can protect them, uh, but if they never make it to heaven, uh, what good was their life? Uh, And so we, uh, who are the real ones of protection, uh, we who are the people that can really do something uh, that will cause eternity uh, to smile on you, uh, we got to say, I'm giving my life uh, to make sure uh, people will know Jesus uh, and spend eternity with Jesus. Do you believe that you're going to make the people in the armed services have this declaration and this belief over you I'm not here to make you feel bad I'm just here to say this is how I process it they're they're defending the borders to make sure we're safe and they're willing to give their life for that for what so every person can be safe but here's the truth that we know life is eternal and when we die, life does not stop. When we lose this flesh, life does not stop. And so the work that we will do to, to preserve people for eternal life is far more significant. Far more significant than what they're doing around the country, around the world, protecting borders to, to, to have the freedom of their country. What we will do uh, as children of God uh, to say, I believe God so strongly that I will Tell somebody who he is. I will help somebody get saved. I believe it so strongly. If we get to that place, then we will begin to turn this world upside down. We will begin to do what God wants us to do. We won't have to worry about protecting the borders. we going to say, whosoever will, let them come. The only way to safety and peace anyway is for people to receive Jesus. Without Jesus, there will always be war. Without Jesus, there will always be fighting. Without Jesus, there will always be destruction. But if we can get everybody to receive Jesus, there will be peace and safety. Because that's what will happen when we're all in heaven. Peace, safety. Because we all will have Jesus. I'm finishing here. Will you stand with me? When we believe, listen to me. When we believe, we become infectious. (laughs) When we believe, we become infectious. When we believe, we start to go around people and they start to wonder. They start to do what you're doing. And it's only because you believe so strongly, you become infectious. I want to believe to the point where I become infectious. I want people around me to begin to believe Jesus because I want them to infect other people with their belief as well. Do you believe? Mark 16 final scripture here verse 16 says he that believeth and is baptized. Shall be saved. But he that believeth not. So if you believe. You will do something about it. This is why. When people say the only way to get saved. Is just confess with the amount. And believe with your heart. No. Believe is the beginning. Because if you believe. You'll do something. If you believe. You will do something. If you don't do something, then something will be done to you. That's what the scripture says, right? It says, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. So when you do something, you have a promise of salvation. But when you do nothing, because not believing means I do nothing. Right? Does that make sense? If I don't believe, it means that, okay, I just ignore that comment. I just ignore what I just heard. That's doing nothing because I don't believe it. Well, you automatically accept something when you don't believe. Verse 17, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Why did I read that to you? Because it said, if we believe, if we believe, those are the things that we'll be able to do. Because when you believe, you start following the teaching. When, when you believe, you start obeying God. And so when you believe, you start doing the things that God says do, and then you'll find yourself doing just what he described in the Bible. This is what I see for so many of us in here today that will believe God. You will believe God and you're going to find yourself doing things that you're going to be mesmerized like, wow, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. And it will just humble you to realize God is really on your side. It's going to humble you to know God is really with you and working for you and working on your behalf. It's going to make you just say, wow, God, me? After all the years, I, 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 I ignored you. After all the years, I knew better but never did it. All the years, I went to church and I just kind of never did what I'm supposed to do. And you are for me. You are working on my side, on my behalf. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. God don't give up on you. You may give up on you. But God has not given up on you. And so God wants to do something special in your life. He's asking you to believe. That believe... Will make you do something. If you say you believe. It will make you do something. If you say you believe. It will make you do something. If you say you believe. It will make you do something. We can't believe and do nothing. It just means we don't believe. When we do nothing. And so. Before you leave here today. Won't you do yourself a favor. And just take a moment to reach out to God to profess your belief to Him. To profess your belief to God. Not to the preacher. Not to the person next to you. Not to this church. But profess your belief to God. Because that means this is between you and God. It's not about you and anybody else. It's about you and God. And when you say you believe God, God is going to say, okay, um, what we got going on here? Because you will do something if you say you believe. And so God is wanting to do something in your life. But you need to believe. Oh, my God, help us today. I don't want to leave here today, Lord, the same way I came in. What about you? Do you want to leave the same way you come in? Or do you want something to stay in your heart and work you, that you can respond ...to the word of God. The Bible says... ...that Simon believed and got baptized. The Bible says the people of Samaria believed and got baptized. We can't believe and just keep doing what we've always done. When we say we believe, it's going to cause us to do something. If we say we believe, it will cause us to pray. If we say we believe, we will seek God and say, God, will you talk to me because I don't have the answers. If we say we believe, you'll say, God, uh, whatever you want me to do, I'm going to do. That's if I believe, though. I can't believe. Just stay still. I can't believe. Oh, I remember when I first believed. When I first believed the Lord, I said to to people around me, I said, I'm going to give my life to Jesus. That was my believing stage, new. I said, I'm going to give my life to Jesus. I believed. I had believed. I started reading the Word, understanding the Word. I said, I'm going to give my life to Him because I believe. And then eventually, I gave my life. I got so beside myself that when I first said, I'm going to give my life to God, I went around telling people, new. I can't tell you that. I went around and tell people, Victor, I said, I won't curse anymore. I'm going to stop cursing because I'm getting ready to give my life to Jesus. Because I believe that strongly. I believe it. And because I believe it, I said, I'm going to get baptized. I'm going to give my life to Christ. I'm going to follow him because I believed. And so today I'm here just to ask you, do you believe? And how do you know you believe? How do you know you believe? And why do you believe? Do you believe because it's just proper to come to church? It's proper that Sundays it's proper to go to church. Is that why you believe? Just to present yourself as the person that does right. Or do you believe because you want to know Jesus? Or do you believe because you want to have what Jesus Oh, wants to do in your life. Oh, God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I believe, Lord. I believe, Lord. And I pray that somebody here today, Lord, will believe and prove to themselves that they believe. I pray, Lord God, that somebody will say, God, I believe you. And that their life, Lord God, will say it. That it won't just be by confession, Lord God. But it will be by action, Lord God, that we can stand before you to say, God, I believe. Oh, hallelujah, I believe. I I believe, I believe. Anybody in here believe? Will you talk to the Lord right now? Will you look to Him right now and just lift your heart and your hands and your voice to Him and let Him know you believe? When you believe, if you realize... You don't have control over your life anymore. God is the one that's in total control. I surrender and I submit to you, Lord, because I believe. Oh, God. Ah, ah. Oh, Jesus, I believe. Oh, yes. Is there someone in here today that believes? You believe. And so you say, I want to be saved. And so you said, I want the salvation of the Lord. Well, if you believe to obtain salvation, the Bible says, now that you know who Jesus is, that he's God almighty, that came into this world to give his life for you so you can be saved. Now you know, if you believe, you'll repent of your sins. If you believe, you'll come This altar says, God, today I give my life to you. I want to be baptized in your name. And will you wash away all my sins? I believe, Lord. And so I'm giving my life to you. I believe, Lord. And I'm repenting of my sins. I believe, Lord. So I'm surrendering all to you. I believe. Oh. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, I believe. Oh Jesus Will you lift your hands to the Lord right now Will you just lift your hands And just tell him how much you believe Let the Lord speak to you today Because if you believe He's going to instruct you If you believe He will speak to your heart If you believe God's will Will be done in your life Oh God I believe I believe I believe, I believe. Do you believe, do you believe, do you believe, oh God? Father, will you touch us today in a special way? I pray and ask, Lord God, that we will never be the same again, that our life will never be the same again, Lord God. That, Lord... Through the Word of God, we will understand, Lord God, what it means to believe, what it means, oh God, to say, my life belongs to Christ. What it means, Lord, that when we say we believe, our actions will follow. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Anybody still believe? Anybody still believe?